ask for your prayer. That's right, you guys. Um, the last week, uh, it's been really intense. So I've been working like 60 hours a week at this job and, you know, freaking San Francisco, you know, it's like just totally, just really intense, you know, you got, I got that going on and family and just a lot of these things going on and what I've learned about myself over the past two years or whatever is that a lot of times the spirit is willing, uh, but we know, we know the flesh is weak and my, in the spirit I'll be doing good and my mind will even be doing good, but every once in a while when I kind of push it too much, my body will start to chemically, like, mm-hmm. fail. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, but my body is just like, hey, you actually can't do that, and it's just, like, totally crazy. So, about, like, eight months ago or whatever, I don't know if you guys remember this, I started breaking out in hives, and, like, all this crazy, like, stuff started happening, and, like, um, it was weird because I was, like, and it, like, God was starting to show me that it was because of, like, all this stress and just intense stuff going on. And I was like, I feel great, though. Like, my, my mind feels great. I feel, I know the truth. I'm walking in the truth. Like, I, I know that this, these burdens aren't from me, but my body was like, hey, but, you know, you still can't do that. You know, you know what I mean? Um, I just had a really intense week. I went to Las Vegas for three days just because I thought it would be cool to gamble. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, <laughs> my uh, company had this, like, conference thing, and it's just really intense. I mean, it, one sense is kind of cool, but not really. I mean, like, we had, like, a $3,700 dinner. It's, like, totally crazy. Like, Yeah, it's, like, totally, like, um, just a lot of shwarminess going on and just, like, man, just really intense, you know. Um, and then last night, uh, my little child, wherever she is, she's so, you guys think she's so cute, but she, uh, there she is, uh, she's awake till 3 a.m. screaming for like four and a half hours straight, you might have heard that, there you go, yeah, Isaac's my neighbor, um, so, uh, yeah, I, I didn't get to bed till 3 a.m., and, but it wasn't like I was, like, napping in between that, it was just, like, restlessness, and, um, I, I think just, like, a lot of, she took the baby away, calmed me down. <laughs> Get that thing out of here. <laughs> joking. Uh, childhood. Parenthood is amazing. Um, really. Um, but just feeling uh, extremely, like, overwhelmed. Even though I know, I know it's not the truth, but just a lot going on at once. And have you ever had a night where you're trying to sleep and you're literally trying to figure out how to save the world and, like, your sleep, you know what I'm saying? Like, like as you're laying in bed, your mind is, like, you know what I'm saying? When it starts going and it goes and goes and goes. Have you guys ever had that? No? Okay. Um, I used to have that before I got saved, and when I got saved, God, like, miraculously took it away. But me and Eileen were talking about this morning. It's almost like the Lord is coming back to that, and he wants to give me a deeper level of freedom. You know what I mean? There's just a totally other thing going on. So I want to ask if you guys come up and pray for me. Um, just, uh... Just because of, you know, just, I love you guys, and uh, that's how I'm feeling, so. So he, right now he has hives, come on up. Oh yeah, has hives. They're not contagious. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know if you can see a lot of the hives, but basically my body's all swollen. I mean, no. The way we're in them. Yeah, this is part of my
reject um, any thought of independence, and we just declare family over Zach. And we say that we know your heart in regards to anything that, that is less than what you purchased, but in what he's going through, we just say that we're going through it. That it's not him going through it on his own. It's not him trying to figure it out and ask for prayer. We are going through it. The whole body is going through it. And so, Jesus, we exalt you, and we just say that as, as we lift you up above every situation, that we try to confront the goodness of you in Zach's life, we also lift Zach up above those things. And we say that he is seated high above, and we say that he has um, the pleasure and the, just the, the privilege of manifesting who you are. In, uh, in what he's yes. doing in, in his family and in San Francisco. And Father, we just thank you for uh, his continual yielding. And we honor him. We love him. And we just declare king, um, that you declared him king. And so we just recognize him as, as a king this morning. That there is, uh, in the midst of circumstances, in the midst of adversity, um, that we lift who you say he is above all those things. We thank you for your blood. We thank you for your body. We thank you for your life. Jesus, we thank you that the starting place for Zach is that you have chosen him. You chose him. You chose him. It was your decision to choose him, and you continue to do that. And so we echo your heart. We choose him. We continue to choose him. We continue to honor him and lift him up. And not just think, that well, he's doing his thing, he's with his family, he's in San Francisco. But we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would bring to mind Zach and his family to us this week. That, that he would know, that he would see, he would feel, he would discern, that he would have awareness. That it's not him, just by himself. That he would be overwhelmed and flooded with family this week, Jesus, we declare. Lord, we uh, rebuke the enemy's lies that are being whispered in his ears that he has to bear the burden of the Lord, uh, let him, Lord, he knows you're real. Yeah. Let's be real. He knows it's there. And Lord, we pray that when his mind starts to go down that path of, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that he just spins it back to you and looks to you and says, yeah. Father, Father, Father. Yeah. Um, God, you are, you're, you're the one who's going to be able to comfort him, Lord. And as us as a family lift him up in prayer this week, Father, I ask that it would just open up Zach's eyes that he would see the amazing miracles that are going on around him in a world that a lot of people think is lost. But Lord, let's face it, there's more believers in San Francisco than there were in Sodom and Gomorrah. So God, um, this is a place where you have him and that you, you have purpose. So Father, let him see the glimpse of that purpose and that it would relieve any pressure that's on him. And these hives, Lord, we pray against in the name of Jesus, that they're gone. Um, skin is restored, no itching, no redness, no nothing, Father, that they're gone, they've dropped, and they're no longer going to be an issue. Yeah, and I just saw, I saw a concrete worker's finishing tool, um, so I just feel like uh, through, through this situation, God's just, um, God's just uh, perfecting you, and he's uh, smoothing you out, taking his time on you, and just making everything perfect. So God, we just thank you for uh, what you're doing, what uh, what the opportunity that you're taking in Zach's life, where he's at right now, to um, perfect him and to refine him and to um, bring him into your fullness, into uh, your full stature and maturity. Thank you for the growth um, and uh, that this is uh, all for your glory to bring him, to bring ultimately to bring you more glory. Uh, so we just thank you that Zach is a willing vessel. Humble mm -hmm. uh, and um, walks in integrity, and we just pray 
to continue to strengthen him, give him more strength um, in this season, uh, that um, uh, we'll be able to stand. Zach, I saw you, um, when the last one I saw it, but you were like, had wings on that were like carrying you, and I, I was looking at you from underneath, and you were flying above this city that had a bunch of darkness around it, and there's just like hustle and bustle going on um, all throughout the city, and it was dark below, but you were like above the clouds, and there was this set of wings that was carrying you and you were just dead asleep and you were like you looked like you were having a really funny dream or something like that and you were just kind of like smirking and giggling in your sleep and it was really cute uh, and funny but I saw in it like this rest and peace and as you would fly over these different areas that like the wings are carrying you they're, they're bringing you to those places you're not consciously doing anything you're just kind of like being carried into those places and who you are in that high place is you are embodying peace and rest and joy is what I saw and um, as you flew over these different places there was like this residue of, of those things coming down underneath you and bringing light all around you um, and so yeah I just want to speak that you are above the darkness and like the stress and the strain of, of the place that you are walking into and the place where God himself opened this door for you to be in that city and um, to bring rest, to bring peace, and to bring joy into a city of people who think that their life and their worth and their value is attached to the work that they do and what they can make themselves and not who they are and who they were made to be as a child of God, which you know and you carry with you and which just flows underneath you and brings light to everybody around you. And I just want to speak that that's who you are, and um, just to um, encourage you in your purpose, like you have a purpose in what you're doing, that the, the hard work that you're doing right now, there's purpose to it, and um, it, it's happening even without your conscious effort and attention to like be that. God has made you that, and he's brought you there. And so Zach, um, I want to, um, <clears throat> my prayer for you is that... Um, uh, it, it's been in some of these prayers already for you. I just wanted to be very specific. But um, my prayer is that you're healed beyond the course of a revelation yes. or anything yes. of your own device or yes. understanding. Yes. 
um, that, that um, he be freed uh, from that responsibility. Yeah. And so, God, I just ask, Lord, that you would just come and you would, you would heal Zach despite his act. I just feel too like um, I was looking at you, Zach, and I, I just kept seeing Steph. So, Steph, would you just come stand with your husband? You guys are one. And uh, just think it's important, like, you guys are demonstrating a partnership on the earth right now that typically would look like dad goes and is doing all this work, mom's home with kids, and because of that, that's going to breed um, independence. And you guys are demonstrating the reality of family that is rooted in covenant. That, that all that is mine is yours, all that is yours is mine. And so, Steph, that you would hear, I just feel like we're supposed to pray for you guys as as a couple. As we pray for Zach, we pray for Steph. As, as Zach, you're in San Francisco. Steph, you're in San Francisco. Steph, as you're home with the kids and, and you are fostering the environment of heaven in your home, that Zach, you are there also, and that this would be a season that you guys would not see yourselves separated by anything. That you would see, you would just see oneness. So just in... Uh, just the roar as we do at Kairos. Let's just begin to just pray for them as one and uh, and just lift up Steph specifically that both of your guys' eyes would begin to see in any way that you see with independence, that you would see with partnership, that any way that you would see that this part belongs to me and this part belongs to you, that, that you would um, invite Holy Spirit to usher you guys into what partnership looks like in those ways and, and what it looks like, not in your own strength to lift one another up, but to look to Jesus and, and to point one another to him and let him be the one that brings and teaches and, and leads your own hearts into a place of now thinking what partnership looks like, repentance. Now what does this look like to partner together in this way? So let's just begin to pray for them, guys. Yeah, we just, uh, we just declare your goodness to Jesus over them. We lift up Stephanie and Zach. We say that they are one. We say that our blood has covered them and that this is a season of joy. Over them, this is a prophetic eye of victory to actually walk out. Their families are so blessed by their presence and their relationship. Lift you up. Lift you up. They would know that they're just covered. Their families are just going before them. Bless them. joy and gladness upon you guys this week as you step into the reality of knowing Jesus more than you ever have and more than you've known one another and uh, that you will uh, you will taste and you will see fruit that you've never seen grown before in this season and that you will have fruit 
for others to, to eat from uh, because you guys are, are amazing stewards. So we, we just bless you and we honor you and we crown you and we lift you up and we declare righteousness over you. We say that there is there is nothing that you still have done or not done to earn, but that Jesus declares that you are worthy. Jesus declares that your starting place is I chose you. I want to live in you. I love to live in you. You are my delight. You are my inheritance. You are my pleasure. You are um, what it is that I, that I wake up for. And uh, and as you guys just practically go through your day this week, um, that, that you will have a greater awareness, a greater uh, just... Uh, yeah, just a greater perspective of the joy that you guys each get to have in demonstrating what it looks like to, to send one another, but to go with one another at the same time. So we bless you, and we, we agree with the heart of the Father, who is king over all, that you would reign and rule in his same kingship this week. In Jesus' name, we declare it over you. Amen. That was beautiful and amazing. Uh, you guys really take the laying on of the hands seriously. It's extremely hot. <laughs> I was like, dang. That's why I called the amen. Caleb wouldn't let me go, though. But you guys backed up, so it's... Yeah. Oh. Anyways, uh, thanks, guys. Seriously, uh, genuinely. Uh, it really has been a journey for myself personally of learning how to be immersed in a family, um, and being weak and being vulnerable has purchased me much more than anything else, I think, in the kingdom so far. So, uh, amen to that. Isn't it beautiful? Uh, I love the tools of the kingdom, how they're upside down, um, and how vulnerability actually purchases you strength, and humility purchases you, uh, you know, character and, uh, how the servants become, you know, how just, just the upside-down nature of his kingdom is, uh, well, we're all learning that, right? It's, it's amazing. So I'm going to, uh, I got so impacted by something. Uh, and who knows the kingdom of God is not in, in word and talk, but it's in, in power, right? Paul talks, Paul describes, there's some stuff going on in the church, and Paul's like, hey, when I come to you, I'm going to figure out not what they're talking about, but the power behind it, right? He's not interested in what you guys, what what's being said. He's interested in the principality behind it, because he says the kingdom of God is not in speech and talk, but in power. Uh, and my friend Mitchell, who's not here, son of God, uh, my friend Mitchell, you guys know him. Uh, he called me uh, about a week and a half ago. Have you ever talked to someone, whether it be on the phone or in person, and there's just something on them? And it's like it's it's like it's imparted to you. You're just like you're just like I'll yeah I'll have some of that. Like whatever is on them is so tangible that you, you can almost you can almost put a word to it. You know what I mean? Uh, and, and and just to share with you guys, Mitchell's been going through a certain thing, and because he's not here, I'm just going to share with you what he's been going through. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, no, bro, don't do that. Uh, please, uh, no. But um, he's been he's been walking through something, and like and he and he, he just calls me 
out of nowhere. And, and the moment he starts talking, he didn't even have to start explaining. I just get this overwhelming sense of hope. It was like, it was tangible. I was like, I, I interrupted him. I was like, dude, just hope, hope, hope. He's like, yeah, that's what I feel. I'm like, no, dude, it's more. It's like, it is just on you right now. Um, and he, he really sparked this thing in me. For the last two weeks, I know I've been supposed to talk about hope. Um, and so I'm going to try to discuss that a little bit today uh, because it's really been burning in me. And as, as the week's been going on, I've been looking up hope, you know, hope deferred makes the heart sick and all the hope verses and just trying to uh, get an idea for what the Lord, uh, what his heart is on this. Um, I'm just going to read this one scripture. So now faith, hope, and love abide. These three. But the greatest of these is love. Um, as I was kind of chewing through this over the week and looking into this, I kept finding faith running into hope, hope running into love, love running into faith, and I kept finding them literally bouncing off each other and complimenting each other. Um, and, and I really think that it's because they're obviously of the kingdom, but if they're the only three things that are going to remain, then they're going to have to have some sort of unity going on with them. Um, a lot of times, hope, you guys can let me know if this is the same for you. I think you guys are human, so it probably is. Um, uh, but hope, at least for me, is often something that is not noticed when it's not there, but is noticed when it's brought in that you didn't have it. Does that make sense? Sometimes you don't even know that you're walking without hope until someone comes and brings hope. And then it's like, oh my God, wow, I have been walking under something else for a very long time. And, I had, and it wasn't hope, right? Or, or, or I have not been walking in a light of hope, uh, at least for me, because it's like a light that shines in. You didn't even know it wasn't there until, until it's there. Um, and a lot of times we live our lives not under a cloud of hope, under, whether it be discouragement, whether it be despair, whether it be confusion, um, how, whatever goes through our journey, um, a lot of times we can lose hope. And I think sometimes hope gets talked about like this thing that you're hoping for. Man, I just, I'm just hoping for this thing, hoping for this thing. And it is that, but it's more than that. Um, hope deferred makes the heart sick. I remember reading that verse and aggressively trying to find out how I could put my hope in things that wouldn't be deferred, because I didn't want that to happen. <laughs> okay, well then, I need my hope to be in this, because that, that's eternal, that'll never be deferred. And I'm just like, man, that just sounds a lot like striving. I'm like, okay, how can I like make this happen? And I just like, continue to go through that. And what I found is that part of that is true. When you hope in things of God, He never disappoints you, right? Um, but part of it is that we do hope in certain things, and we do get denied, and they do get deferred, and it's just true, if you've never had hope deferred, then you can just stand up and we'll just look at you, but it's not true, <laughs> uh, that's Pastor Francis' thing, right, like, yeah. stand up right now, we're just going to give you a round of applause, because you're perfect, um, <laughs> but who here's had hope deferred, like I said, I, is that me? what does hope deferred mean, yeah. you're hoping for something, it doesn't happen, the Bible says hope deferred makes the heart sick. Um, and the reality is, is that throughout your life, your hope will be deferred in certain areas. 
I want to make the argument that as a believer, our main hopes are in things that can't be true. Our main hopes are in Him, are in heaven, are in a life lived with God. But that these other hopes, how do we deal with them? How, how, do, we, how do we renew our hope? Um, because the Lord wants us to have hope. Okay? Um, like I said, this, this thing just kind of struck me because I was realizing that I was living my week without hope. Now, it's there deep down, but as far as relevant on my... Relevant? Relevant. 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 Revelatory? So much revelatory. Yeah, revelatory. Revelation. Revelation. <laughs> Revolving doors, okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but um, that there wasn't a, a there wasn't a current hope that I was feeding, that I was taking care of, that I was nurturing, um, and that and that I and that I was reminding myself of that God, yes, God is saying this. This is who I am. Um, and, and and when my friend Mitchell called me, it was like I was just infused with hope, and I was like, this is the best feeling ever. And I was like, what have I been doing all week? You know, what I mean that type of feeling of like. Wow, and I want to challenge you that hope is just like that. Even now, you're going to be like, I'm good, man, I'm good. I'm telling you, when you get inspired with something, and it speaks to your spirit, you know it's for you. You know what I mean? You know when someone's talking and you're like, that is, that's for me. Like, I, don't, I don't care about whatever else is going on. That is for me. When you have something like that, that you can hold on to and hope, it is very different than just the... Yeah, dude, the hope and salvation, the, the blah, blah, you give a reason for the hope. It, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying there is a tangibility to the Word of God. The, the Word wants to meet you right here. You know what I'm saying? It's not supposed to be a far out thing. Does this make sense? Mm -hmm. it, see, the Bible says that they search the Scriptures because in them they think they have life. But little did they know the Scriptures point to me. And, and, but but they, will not, they will not accept me so that they may have life. Jesus is saying, hey, if you're not, if the scriptures aren't leading you to me, you're missing the point of the scriptures, okay? Um, the scriptures are supposed to lead you to something tangible. And I remember when I first got saved, I had the, the NLT version Bible. <laughs> so easy to read. I freaking loved it. But it was like twice as long. It's like paraphrased. But like, man, I just remember chomping through these things, and it was like the word was so tangible. You know, do you know what I'm saying? Does anyone have that experience with the word of God where it becomes so real because it is it, it's where the Word of God becomes relevant. That's the word. Relevant to your daily life right here. That's the type of hope God wants for you. He doesn't want a distant hope. Maybe that distant hope needs to be renewed, but we need something right now for September, whatever the date is. 17th? Yes. 17th. 17, 2017. We need hope. Mm -hmm. the, the Bible says that people perish for lack of vision. Like, Vision and hope are very, very close friends. They could be brothers, sisters, even. Twins. Just kidding. I don't know. I haven't gotten that deep into that. But I only know what I know. Um, but vision and hope, they are what you guys are seeking. And I'm, I'm not saying that because I like know you. I just know that you're human. And I know every human is seeking this. They're wanting to know, why am I here? What am I supposed to be doing? What what is what am I created to do? Who am I? Right? These are these are longing questions in your heart. Guaranteed. <laughs> um, I remember before I got saved, uh, I 
think I shared the other testimony, but I didn't hear about Jesus until I was 17. Like, I lived in America, never heard about Jesus, never heard the gospel. I was in a home created for that, but, you know, uh, I never heard the gospel until I was 17, didn't get saved until I was 19. Um, but what happened was, I remember, I'm looking back at my life, and I remember searching for these things in vain, and not having words for them, but searching nonetheless, because I'm human. And everyone else in the world is searching for this. Searching for meaning, searching for purpose, searching for my identity. It's hilarious because you're in high school and you're trying to figure out your identity in a freaking test that tells you what job you're supposed to do. Such a counterfeit, right? But I mean, this is what I'm like searching for. I'm like, oh God, how do I find this? And I remember waking up every day. This thing needed to be satisfied and it, it was hope. I was searching for hope. Looking back, I, I can see that. In the moment, I didn't. But I remember every day searching for it, looking for it in drugs, girls, parties, whatever. Searching for hope. And I, my fear, my concern is that now that we're in the kingdom, we've learned how to live life without hope. We've adapted to a kingdom version that's, that doesn't have a relevant hope. And it's not good enough for you. <laughs> it doesn't work. And you're unsatisfied if you don't have a relevant hope in, in your life. Um, a lot of times we learn how to create things to deal with our lack. But the Holy Spirit never intended that. He never intended you to create a program to deal with your lack. He never intended you to create an infrastructure to contain your lack. He wants to fill you up. He wants to fill you up. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. He didn't create. He didn't create a system that, like, what do you do when a drought comes? What do you do? He's not creating those infrastructures because he created a kingdom that you're never ceasing, you're never needing, you're never wanting. Right? The Holy Spirit. Um, this, this is who we are. This is what we're desiring for. Um, so I, I, I want that to be something that we can ask the Lord for. Over maybe like maybe today we can do that. But just just be asking God, God, what what are you saying? What, what is what do you want me to hope for right now? What, who am I? Right? <laughs> I mean, the reality is is your hope is so linked with your identity, you almost can't even you almost can't even separate the two. Um, if you don't know who you are, the hope is not really, it's not relevant. Relevant, that word is so relevant. Uh, God wants you to know who you are. God wants to speak to you about who you are. And in your identity, you're encouraged and you have hope for the future. Because you're hoping for a life of that with the Lord in the future. Does that make sense? I, I don't want to say this message to say, hey, you need to figure out what this thing is five years ago so you can just hold on to it. That's not what God is doing with all you guys. He's not doing that with me right now. God's not like, in four years, this will happen. It's the only thing you have to hold. No, 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 no. He is going to fill you up with such a plethora of hope. Right? You're going to have about, you, sh you should have about ten different things that you can cling to that we can, that we can hold on to during this time. Does that make sense? Um, and it's inspiring. It's encouraging. It's, it's, like, a, it's like a zap or a a wheatgrass shot, I don't know what's relevant. Right. Express a shot, I don't know what's relevant. But uh, relevant. So relevant. So good. So good. Um, does this make sense? Am yeah. I communicating oh, yeah. this right? Yes. Okay, because I'm hoping to draw on something in you that perhaps is awake, but perhaps has been laid dormant. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, we get trained to deal with lack. We get trained to deal with inadequacy. Not inadequacy? Yeah. If that means what I want it to mean. I don't mean like you suck. I just mean like we get to we we 
We are trained to deal with less than what we're supposed to be. Like we've learned how to live our life without being full. But God wants us to say, no, I want to pull back the veil and be honest with you and show you that you really do want your cup full. And it is, and it is half full. Now let's cry out for more. Right? But because it brings you to a place of, okay, I need this. I can't get it on my own. I know I'm supposed to have it. That's exactly where God wants you to be because there's only one place to turn at that point. It's just, it's just Jesus. When you get to a place where like, the only thing I have is Jesus, oh my God, you're, you are where he's been trying to get you, right? Like, if it takes me doing all this crazy stuff, like breaking out hives to be able to like ask you guys to pray for me, it's like, not that I have like this thing that I hate you guys praying for me, you guys have hot hands, it's cool, but like, <laughs> but there is something, uh, there is something about that line of vulnerability and brokenness that the closer you live on that, you'll never be in lack, okay? I promise. You'll never never be lacking hope. You'll never be lacking uh, wisdom, courage, inspiration. Does this make sense? Um, And I know your heart, I know our hearts have been deferred. God wants to heal and he wants to restore hope. He's not just saying, yep, it was deferred because you hoped in something that wasn't true. Yeah, okay, I get it. But his heart is to redeem and to restore hope. Um, I was going to break down the difference between generic hope and specific hope. I don't really want to. The reality is, is that as a believer, we all have generic hopes. You are a son of God. You're a daughter of God. You have this hope of being with God forever. And I don't just mean in heaven. I mean here on earth. You guys remember Titus? Not the guy in the Bible, the the Asian airplane pilot? Yeah. Yeah, awesome guy. Um, Happy you guys don't know him because you're not saying anything. Uh, so, um, Titus, Titus broke it down to me like this. It was so amazing. He said, you know, your relationship with God, you're not going to get a new relationship with him when you get to heaven. Your relationship with him has started now. It's going to continue on into heaven, but it's not like, you know what I'm saying? You're, you've started your relationship with God now. It's happening right now. Here you are living with him. Um, and this is a hope, a generic hope that we have as believers, right? I can hope in 2018 that I'm gonna. It's gonna be amazing. I'm gonna be living life with God, right? Um, and then there's specific hopes, that specific promises that God has given me. And I just want to say, you need both. Okay? You can't live off just one or the other. It really won't work because if it's just all about you, that's just it's so fleeting. But if you only have generic hopes and everyone else is being so encouraged, inspired because of the specific prophetic words that are going on. And it's, it's, it's speaking straight to their spirit, man. That is what you also need. Is that okay? Does that make sense? I didn't want to talk too much about all the differences between generics and standards. Because, I don't know, I just don't want to spend our time on that. But, um, is this good? Yeah. Is it okay? Alright, I feel like this is like prophetic for something that God is doing in our little family here, um, but specifically with us. But there's also a movement going on. Does anyone know that Kairos is in transition? Have you guys felt that? Mm-hmm. Maybe that we are moving into a new season. Has anyone felt that in the past couple weeks? Mm-hmm. Well, you guys obviously aren't praying, so I'm just kidding. Uh, little jokes. I don't know. That's not what's going on. Wasn't that funny? Okay. Right. Sorry. A little sensitive. Anyways. Okay. Um, maybe I shouldn't be so serious and then pull out a joke. Okay, uh, but, 
God, God is doing something in our body. Um, and I feel like a lot of it has to do with us riding this line of brokenness and vulnerability and learning how to have these breakthroughs with the Father. Um, like I said, the tools of the kingdom are interesting. Like weakness, vulnerability, being broken, surrendering. These are the tools of the kingdom that grant you access to these secret places with the Father. And, and, and we're being called into that. Like, we're being called into living rooms where people are playing guitar. And like, like Brian was saying last week, we're, being, we're just laying out on the floor. And we're gathering around the presence of God. Like, I feel a lot of this going on. Um, but the keys, a lot of the keys to getting into that are these, are these interesting upside-down tools um, in the kingdom. Um, it's interesting, right? Something always has to die before it gets resurrection life on it. Um, the kingdom is such that it's an interesting invitation. If you were to broadcast the gospel, it's pretty much this. Come on in and die. Come on in and die. Everybody, come on in and die. You're going to have a new life. Come on in. Come on in. It's like, what are you talking about, man? But to those who accept it and understand what's going on, the invitation... Um, they receive the fullness of, of all these things. Um, so may we do that. May, may that be something that we are uh, willing to step into, willing to be broken in, um, in our weakness he has made strong. This is the place where God wants to restore hope. I really believe that. Like In our, in our weakness, God's going to say, okay, you've finally given up. Oh, thank you. Like Maybe you're not ready to give up, but God is just... God is just so ready for you to give up, okay? Um, and it could take as long as you want it to take, but God is patient. But the moment we surrender and we say yes, Lord, we experience the joy of sweet surrender, right? Um, and, and that's where God's that's where God's going to meet us, okay? That's that's where hope is going to be infused and uh, just restored to us. Nick, I was really encouraged by your word. Uh, Nick was saying he saw like a, a, a tool, like fine-tuning and all these tools, and it was it drew on a word that I heard about four years ago at The Rock, and how a person saw a vision of them, of them planting these bricks um, as a foundation, and they were getting to a certain place, and he had to break down a layer because he wanted to go back and make sure everything was perfect because um, he's taking his time. And um, what, what, what it did for me was it, it really spoke to me about how God's not in a rush with you God, and, and with myself. God's not in a rush. He's not saying, man, can you just hurry up? He's actually on the perfect timing and um, what he wants to do. Who knows that God is actually moving in your life whether you're aware of it or not, right? Like there are things that you see and then there's a totally other thing going on at the same time. I think they use the analogy in the Song of Solomon. I don't even want to use that analogy. It's gross. It's, you know what I'm talking about? Anyways, it's like totally like sexual. I'm just like, God, dude. Like, anyways, we did, a, we did an Arhat class about Song of Solomon. 
Anyways. Yeah, we did. Super romantic. Anyways. We're with all these guys, and they're like, yeah, she's the love of your life. I'm like, oh, God, dude, this is, like, so hard. But anyways, um, just, just challenging. So, anyways, I'm not going to explain that analogy, but basically, there, there is things that you see God doing, and then there is an entirely other thing that God is doing, whether you want to, whether you like it. He is moving in your life. Um, it's like the undertow in a river. You know, you see the river and you're like, oh, there's nothing going on on top. But if you go in the river, you'll probably drown because there's a freaking undertow going on where it's extremely fast, extremely powerful um, movement going on. Don't be deceived is what I want to say. Don't be deceived into looking at your life and going, there's nothing going on right now. Or what he promised to me, I don't see any of that right now. This is This is... This is not here right now. Yeah. Your hope is being deferred because you're being deceived, not because the hope is the thing that's mm -hmm. hope is actually not there. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. it, it, your hope is actually being taken away because you're being tricked into thinking that only what you can see and according to your understanding is what God is doing. But that's not the case. You see, it's God's responsibility to bring you to the fruition. It's God's responsibility to... It's his responsibility to see the good work out all the way until the end. A lot of times, at least for myself, we can get the roles mixed up. What is God's role? What is my role? What, what are the different um, responsibilities? And, and God, God would have that be very clear for us, that this is his responsibility. This is his job. This is what he is doing. We have a very, very, very small uh, part as far as responsibility and burden and yoke, right? Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. It's very, very small. It mostly just has to do with delighting with Daddy, honestly. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's so much less than you would think when you realize how much he's actually doing. Does that make sense? Um, I'm going to pray on that note. I'm just gonna, I just want to pray and kind of open this up. Um, just, just, just that we, if we could just have some time, uh, just, just to sit and to really let the Father... Show us what he's doing. Show us how much he's involved. I'm just going to pray. God, 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 will you just come? Will you just come right now in this room? Father, will you just reveal your heart to us, God? Reveal your heart. What are you doing, Lord? What are you saying? We know you're not mad. We know you're not disappointed. Those things are totally, <coughs> totally foreign to you. You're a good dad, and you're very pleased. So, Father, will you just speak to us, God? I pray for those who need a reminder of who they are. You just remind us right now, God. For those who need a reminder of what, of what you have for them, God, or these promises, Lord, you just bring up all these promises, even if it's a prophetic word from four years ago, Lord, to remind me that you're, that you're patient with us, Lord, that you're not in a rush, God, that you would just bring these things up, God. Whatever it is, God, Lord, you would just bring these things up, renew hope, in us, Father, that we would be a people who will not settle for not walking under hope. Mm, yeah. I don't want to walk through life with a rain cloud over my head because I think it's normal. Jesus. Lord, help us to see that that's not normal. Lord, and help us to cry out for hope every day, Lord. Father, that you would restore the hope that's been broken. Lord, and that you would just Renew identity, Lord. Maybe we've received prophetic words. We've 
We know it's for us, Lord, but then what our life has played out with, we said, oh, that can't be true. God is saying, no, that is true. God, God is saying, every word that I've spoken will not fall to the ground because it's my word. Yeah. And God, we just thank you that your timing is not our timing. Yeah. Your timing is not our timing. Your ways are not our ways, Lord. As high as the heavens are above the earth, Lord, your thoughts are different than ours, Lord. And we know you're sharing them with us, Lord. But at the same time, <laughs> we know that we don't know, Lord, everything. Lord, we, and we just... We just rest in that. It's okay. We don't have to know. So God, will you just come? Wash over us, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Just speak to us. What are you saying, God? We're just going to spend some time. I know it's maybe there's no like beautiful guitar going on, but let's just sit here for a little bit. Let's just hang out as a family and just, uh, just let Daddy speak to us. you're someone right now, you're having a hard time hearing, if, if you'd like prayer, you just raise your hand. Um, um, and, and if anyone wants to come around and pray, uh, we, we, let's just pray for those who have their hands up. Let's just bless our family. Um, it's okay to ask for prayer. You're not failing. Um, you're not doing something wrong. You're actually doing something right. You're stepping into vulnerability. Um, you're stepping into transparency. If you guys could just, let's just look for those whose hands are raised. Let's just go around and pray. Let's just get a couple people. Um, let's just pray for those who have their hands raised. If that's all right, just two to three people around them. Um, this will require you opening your eyes. And this will require you standing. Just keep your hands raised. Uh, wait till some people find you. Yes, awesome. Your eyes are closed and you're not raising your hand. If you could come and pray for some people. Thank you. 
to be just coming to you. Don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. What that's supposed to happen. In the right time, your tongue's going to be loosed. You're going to know what to say, who to say it to. And it's going to have a lot of power. It's going to have a lot of force. So much more than that. You're going to declare the things that God speaks in this kind of quiet place to you. Just all the people that are in the streets, the people in the workplace, the people out by the streets. And God is going to speak to you. He's going to speak to you. He's going to prophesy to you. He's going to prophesy to you. So, Father, I just thank you for the opportunity to this time.